Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Welcome to TV community. I am Bob Domena, and here with me, as always, is the incredibly admirable Elliot Chipley. Thank you. You didn't have one prep, did you? No, you did. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> I did. Like, isn't it nice that that's the first word that came to my mind? Like it is. It's on the it's fly. Real. On the fly. That was real, man. That was real. I like it. I like it. So before we get into the actual episode, I'll give you a breakdown of all of the articles that we're going to go through. First is uh, looking at the Biden administration and the COVID-19 passport and that they are not going to be required. We'll get a little bit more info on that. We're going to look at a guide to vaccine passport apps for American travelers and American travelers internationally. Number three is most of the world's countries added to the State Department's Do Not Travel Advisory. So that's not any huge news, but we'll break that down. Uh, we have Marilyn Hartman. I'm just going to say that. Arrested again. That's a fun story. Uh, number five, CPB discovers finches concealed inside hair rollers. Just a little fun article. Uh, that That's probably all of it. <laughs> That was pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Number six, uh, we're going to look at a guy that got arrested in Dubai. Number seven, we're going to talk about NASA. Number eight, we're going to talk about cicadas. Yes, cicadas and how they relate to travel. Uh, Number nine, national parks and reservations for this summer. And then lastly, we're going to look at pricey summer flights and break down an article of how flight prices are going to change as travel restrictions are lifted. All right, Bob, what do you got? All right. So first, first, the very first thing, if you find this podcast entertaining, please can give us, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you love us, if you love just one of us, even if it's Elliot, uh, we'd be forever grateful if you could subscribe to the podcast and maybe share some of our posts on social media. It really goes a long way in help growing this, this show on that social media front, which is something that is, it's a little bit harder for us. We, we don't spend a lot of time there because we're just really busy. Uh, so if you could help us out, that would be greatly appreciated. I'm assuming that you, you like us and are fans of the show. Um, Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. Right, right. Before we get into it, I want to give the travel tip of the week. That is, ask a local. So when you're traveling anywhere, whether it's the state next to you, the city next to you, or a country somewhere else on the globe, if you just talk to the Airbnb host, the waiter, uh, a hotel clerk, a cab driver, and get information and insight on your destination, I think it will go a really far way in enhancing your experience. Ask things like, where do you like to eat? What is your favorite park? Or just where do you enjoy spending your time? And you'll be surprised with the information you get, and I think it could send you on a more delightful trajectory um, while you're there. So definitely do that. These are the people that live there. They know where to go. Yep. Yeah. All right. So a few more things. We like to save you a lot of money while you can travel. At least we're attempting to. We're making a very conscious, solid effort to do that. And we have a few ways you can save money. We have a travel journal and planner. Elliot, I don't know. It might That might not be for sale at this moment. We just finished it. We just need to do a few more things. So if you go to our website and it's not there yet, just know that it's going to come in the next week or so. We do already have a traveler a five-part video tutorial, which is presented by animated version of Elliot and myself, and we break down all the different ways you can learn about getting Jeep airfare, navigating a city, finding the best restaurants and blogs to help plan your trip, your itinerary layout, 
local norms, all that good stuff. That's in the video. That's in the five-part tutorial. And you can purchase that right now. And then lastly, we have our very own Philly tour guide from our home city. His name is Keschler. He's been on the podcast a few times. He knows the city, the history really, really well. And you can book exclusive trips with him through our website. So if you come to Philly, definitely check those out. All right. Thank you for all of that, Bob. You're welcome. I didn't realize we had so much going on. So now that the boring stuff is out of the way, we'll get into more boring stuff. Yeah, so let's get into the most <laughs> boring part of uh, what's going on. And it really, this is all just COVID stuff, COVID changes in regulations and what to expect. And very quickly, there's been a lot of talk of this vaccine passport. The Biden administration has flat out said that they are not going to require any sort of national system for vaccination passports. So we can put that to rest and move on on whether under you know trying to figure out whether or not the government's going to have any say in this that's they're not but there are a lot of corporations that are and they are diving deep into creating some sort of digital vaccine passport to help people travel to help people show their vaccine history confirm that they had the vaccine and then go about their life traveling um, there have been some very vocal opponents of a vaccine passport there are, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a case being made for, for we don't need to get into it, but yeah, for privacy, for control of migration, you know, not migration, but just like movement of people, commercial. And we'd be really curious to hear your thoughts on it because we already have vaccine passports with vaccine cards for typhoid, yellow fever, and you have to have those vaccines to enter certain countries. Yeah. So what is, the what is another vaccine? The interesting thing that I'm hearing is it's not even related to travel necessarily. It's related to just domestic movement. Like, you know, if you're in living in any specific state and you now need the vaccine passport to go to school, to go to, I know Rutgers in mm. New Jersey is requiring it. Um, you need to get it to go into a concert, to go into certain things. Like, I think that's maybe where it's a little bit more controversial than, yeah, I would agree. than traveling the world. But anyway, just a, very quickly, a few of the apps that are, that are, you're going to hear coming soon clear health pass so they use the biometrics to help people breeze through airport security uh, common pass that's a partnership with the commons project and the world economic forum they're going to hold lab and vaccination results in this pass exclusior excelsior come excelsior on man. Pass. So that's a new york specific that's for new york state people only there is an international air transport association pass there is a united travel ready center program that's only going to be with united airline flights and then there's verify this one seems to be the biggest one that i keep hearing about and companies like american airlines and british airways are allowing passengers to pull up their negative test results or vaccination information and then they'll be able to travel that way so that's just some of the information that's that you, you can look forward to those popping up i think there's going to be a really strong push to have these all operational by june so so uh, European travel can kind of operate which is some sort of only passive. five five six weeks away mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and all right so our next article is still related a little bit to COVID-19 most of the world's countries actually 80% of the world's countries are a level four do not travel on the State Department's website um, I mean this now includes Canada Mexico Germany and the UK and level three is in place for like China, Japan, and I, I'm not sure why those are set that way. I don't know what their metrics are for determining do not travel versus warnings. 
Well, I, I think, I think, and again, we probably should have been a little bit more informed, but like I know Australia and Iceland, they're controlling COVID pretty well. And so that's why there's less, uh, a, a less strict or less. A lower level. A lower level for going there. China's odd because, yeah, I think they're reporting low cases, but who the heck knows what they're actually doing? Yeah. <laughs> I think they <laughs> lie about that stuff all the time. And I think. I mean, obviously, India right now, right? 300-some thousand cases, like, per day at this point. Yeah, 300,000 cases a day. Yeah, unfortunately, India is being devastated. Their medical system is really taking a hit. It's really a sad situation over there with COVID right now. Yeah. Um, is that it for that one? I think that's it for that one. Yeah. All right. Now, I think the rest of these articles are going to be a little bit lighter. We tried to... Uh, you know, kind of shift away from COVID and, and bring you some interesting stories. This one is very interesting. So <laughs> Marilyn Hartman, she's been arrested again as a stowaway. She is now claiming to have taken more than 30 flights without a ticket. And they got her in Chicago O'Hare in the terminal somewhere. She's a bit of a legend. Oh, man. So she's 69 years old, too. She's... So the sheriff's office says he will it will seek approval for a felony escape charge against the woman. She is already facing a felony charge from a previous stowaway attempt, and she's no stranger to this. She snuck onto a plane that was bound for London in 2018, and she was arrested in O'Hare multiple times before her. Is this the ultimate form of travel hacking? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd love to see her savings. Oh, I know. I, I don't know. I don't know if she does it for the savings. I think she does it for the thrill. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, there's a there's a sort of an adrenaline thing about her getting over on the system, or you know. Yeah, but, it's really it's really surprising though. I don't know if that says anything about our airport security. Crazy though, crazy that she's able to do this. And uh, Marilyn Hartman, you know, I, I want to extend an invitation to come on the podcast if you're somehow listening to this in your jail cell in Chicago. And you're interested in joining us, please reach out to us and we will get you on the show. <laughs> All right. What's what's next? A uh Finch concealed inside of a hair roller. No, Finches. Finches. Finches, them. sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is yeah. there's a big difference there. And this was just yeah, so they found them in JFK in New York. Um a bunch of finches in these hair rollers, and this is just chalked up to a, you know, animal smuggling issue. I don't know, I guess for sale as pets. Yeah. I really don't know. They didn't say in the article why, but... They came from Guyana. Yeah. And there's not even like a big... It was... They were going to New Jersey and the guy wasn't even criminally charged. They gave him a $300 civil penalty and allowed the man to withdraw his request for admission and placed him on the uh, on the flight back. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's all you get? I don't know. Kind of odd, but... Yeah. It seems... Messed up. I guess it depends on what kind of finch it was. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. All right, this one, this article, this kind of blew my mind. So a, man a little scary. Faces, yeah, dude, super scary. A man faces three years in jail in Dubai for consuming marijuana before he legally entered the country. Yeah, he legally in the United States. In Nevada, weeks before his trip, he ended up going to Dubai, and. He had to, he fell ill with pancreatitis and he was admitted to the ER. Pancreatitis. Pancreatitis. And medics took a urine sample and identified trace amounts of marijuana in his urine. He's now facing prison. Three years. So crazy. What a 
stupid thing. Like, how how are you going to legitimately charge somebody for use of marijuana in their home country where it's legal prior to even coming to your country? That's just crazy to me. And I get it. You know, every country is different. They all have their laws and you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Well, I think the laws in Dubai that you can't smoke, not that you couldn't have smoked. Well, right. Like so if he can, it. if I, you can prove that you weren't in the country. It, it, so the guy, so this isn't, do we have the guy's name? Um, it, his last name looks like it was Clark, but he said he, I knew about the country's strict drug laws, but never for a moment that I consider that I could be thrown in prison over something yeah. I did in America. Peter Clark. Yeah. And it's just kind of mind boggling. The, the article went on to say that. We've seen foreigners arrested for drugs taken outside of the UAE, specks of almost undetectable marijuana dust at the bottom of belongings, a poppy seed from a bread roll consumed at the airport, pharmaceutical and prescription medicine, and even a glass of wine served on board the Emirates Airlines. Wow. Because alcohol. Yeah. So the alcohol was weird to me because alcohol, they said, was illegal, but then they would serve it in some of the Western hotels. I don't know, man. When I went there with my wife, we we didn't have the greatest experience traveling abroad. They they're very strict with public displays of affection, like so, like holding hands. Apparently, can get you in trouble there if you're not married to the person. You know, it's different, and that's sort of why people go there. I don't want to talk bad about the UAE and say it's a bad country and don't go there. You know, you just have to go in with the mindset that this is the type of culture you're going to experience and yeah, make sure you, have you to be appropriately. Yeah, yeah, be thoughtful and and know that and know that they're different and either accept it and enjoy it in that sort of way or just don't go. Yeah. yeah crazy. So I've been following this a lot because I'm a huge fan of space exploration and NASA's perseverance and, well, two things happened in the last month. One, Perseverance made oxygen. Mm, big deal. Crazy. Big deal. Yeah. So about Out of grams, carbon. Out of, out of carbon so they, dioxide. They took Mars's atmosphere and converted it into breathable oxygen. This is like, this is Huge massive. step. So for, for two reasons, right, Elliot? I mean, one, because people can breathe it there. People can yep. go there. Astronauts can breathe it. And what they made was like enough for 10 minutes of an astronaut to breathe oxygen on the planet. Yep. But what's the other reason? Do you know? Well, I mean, the other reason is you don't have to bring oxygen. But a fuel too. Yeah. So that's what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. So, so not only that, you can fly, you can now convert it into oxygen to fly back home to earth mm -hmm. or use Mars as a launching pad to go farther into the solar system. It's so cool. So this is a big deal. Big huge. Deal. Yeah. Incredible. And I'm sure, I'm sure Elon has already said he could do all that. Yeah. <laughs> but the other, the other big thing that happened is Ingenuity. And Ingenuity is the little helicopter that took its first flight, first flight on another planet. Yeah. Pretty and that was a huge accomplishment because of how thin Mars's atmosphere is. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the Ingenuity helicopter is like four pounds and has like a four foot wingspan because of how thin it is, it has to have all of that thrust just to get off the ground. And it's been primarily used for aerial photography and scoping out things to research. It's so cool. It's a great time for, for space exploration, space travel, as you yeah. will. So. <clears throat> all right. This next one is kind of weird. So 17 years cicadas are emerging. <laughs> and they're, they're emerging in the United States. 
I don't think people really realize what's about to happen, but... At 2004, it's the last time. Yeah, I don't remember these, do you? I don't remember I do. these from back in 2004, really. Yeah. So, so did you see a lot of them? Yeah, we had a lot in our area growing up. Okay. Yeah, um, so 15 states in the eastern United States are going to expect this species to pop up in May. And yeah, they're going to come out. They're very loud, right? Meeting call of up to 100 decibels. And there's going to be swarms of billions of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're called the Brood X. Uh, and for reference, let's see what a 100 decibel example is. So 100 decibels is about the same as a Boeing 707 one mile away before landing. I don't know if that helps you at all. Yeah, I mean... Basically, the like, any kind of engine that's really loud, like a lawnmower. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty neat. I hope I see some. Uh, you know, it's short-lived, too, right? They just wake up, they lay their eggs, and then they essentially die. So this entire yeah. process only is going to be a few weeks long. So, you know, take it take it with what you will and uh, enjoy the experience because it'll be over before you know it. And this isn't going to happen again for 17 more years. Yeah. So uh, embrace and- the... Embrace the insect swarms yeah also if you if you get a chance just do a little bit of research on why cicadas hibernate for random amounts of time it's pretty cool is it i don't do that research i don't know yeah. myself, so. all right next up national parks this summer they're saying that they're going to start requiring reservations you can kind of expect this the demand is high people are trying to get out of their houses and they're trying to mitigate overpopulation and, and overcrowded areas in the parks so, yeah, I think you. I think we warned you about this back in February or even January. I think yeah, we definitely have talked about this before. So some of note: Acadia Glacier, Yosemite, and Rocky Mountain National Park have already come out and said that they're going to require reservations. More will probably follow suit. Elliot, you plan on going to Acadia? Yeah. When when do you plan on going? End of August. Have you booked anything yet? Uh, we've booked a round for lodging, but we have not reserved any tickets. Yeah, you might want to look into getting that park reservation sooner rather than later. Yep. August is the, the, the hot time to travel to. Yeah, don't go into Acadia in July because the black flies. Good note. Travel tip. Yeah. Got another one. All right. Lastly, supply and demand, huh? Uh-huh. It's a hell of a thing. This is right? a lesson in economics. Yeah, yeah. So the demand for travel is there. People are so eager to travel. And I think the second... If the floodgates open, the gates open, the flood follows. Um, So prices, the the airlines are not being shy about saying that they're going to raise prices once travel opens back up. And so just expect it. I don't think there's any other way, there's any way to mitigate this. You're going to expect higher flights to travel or higher prices for flights to travel. Mm -hmm. That's just it. I, I, I don't really know. What else to say about it? So Alaskan Airlines averages fares for peak summer flights booked to date are higher than 2019. And American Airlines said booked prices at the beginning of the year were about half the 2019 levels. As the airlines look out to early summer bookings, he said the figure is up 90%. Yep. Yeah. And Bob and, and I are and looking to plan a trip right now, and we're probably going to pull the trigger the the recommendation we have is to get your tickets, but also maybe buy an insurance policy or a trip cancellation policy. That's yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. So we plan on traveling in October together, assuming COVID pans out in a way that allows us to do so. And we're going to book now, book the travel insurance, make sure that we can cancel the trip if needed. 
and hold those cheaper flights because right now flights are pretty cheap for the destination we want to go to for October. So there were a few tips at the bottom of this article and they were one, don't dwaddle. Is that dwaddle? Dwaddle? Doddle. Doddle. What does that mean? Doddle? Yeah, like don't that? don't wait around. Don't wait. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess I, I was able to get that out of it, but I never heard that word. So don't dawdle, especially I li- if you're I like dawdle. It's eh, maybe I'll try to use it somewhere. Especially if your travel dates and destination are set. So like we just mentioned, Elliot and I, we plan on going to France and Morocco. We know the dates, so we're gonna try to book that. So number two, be flexible with your destination and dates. That's the best way to save money. Um, and if you buy our travel course, you'll get, uh, you'll get insight on that. <laughs> uh, number three, travel on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I actually never saw this to be true, but I could be wrong. I've seen it before where people say that flights are cheaper on Tuesdays. Maybe so. I personally haven't had any experience with that. Um, then, then lastly, p- postpone your trip until late summer or early fall. As we said, that's what we're doing. And honestly, you can't really go anywhere in spring and early summer. So I don't think you really have a choice with that. Yeah. So up this month, we have Mac Woodruff, who had the Disney rogue trip. Yeah, and that was, that was a really fun conversation. And then we've got Mark Walters of Walters World YouTube page. He does the do's and the don'ts of travel. Really informative and quite a lot of resources for different places around the world. Yeah. And then lastly, this month was a really cool one, a little bit of a hero of mine, Pete Bethane. Of, he is he was one of the stars of Whale Wars. He's a bit of an extreme conservationist, and he's kind of changed his tactics lately, but <laughs> yeah. it's a really, really cool conversation. He came to us while recovering from a snake bite from the Fur de Lens, the most venomous snake in the world. He was recovering from that, so he was able to take the opportunity to sit down with us on the podcast and not be out trying to hunt down animal poachers and and illegal mining and stuff. So that was an incredible one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, of course, for listening to the podcast. If you are interested in supporting us financially and you have the means to do so, you can actually provide us with a dollar a month, less than a cup of coffee a month through our Patreon page. It goes a long way in helping us produce the show from the time we spend finding guests to the software programs we use to edit and upload. Every little bit helps. And so even if you consider that for a moment, we really do appreciate it. The best way to support us without getting financially involved was really just to rate us on iTunes. Give us a review, maybe add a sentence or two about why you like listening to the show. And that really helps us get better guests because a lot of times publicists of different books and other podcasters youtubers are searching different podcasts to promote themselves and when they go to our page and they see good reviews they reach out to us and and we end up getting them on so just a quick review two seconds out of your day goes a considerable way in helping us grow the show Uh, of course if you just want to listen that works too and we truly appreciate you as well so thank you tune in next week